This episode is going to help you build a better personal brand as an artist. I promise if you don't walk away with something of value after listening to this, I will personally Venmo you $5. I don't know where the fuck to start with branding myself. I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to be in that rat race. I just want to make my art. Do any of those sentiments sound familiar to you? I'm sure they do. As a consultant and as a friend to many DJs, I hear people say that all the time. And to be honest, I've said it to myself before, and I'm a branding consultant. Branding yourself, cutting through the noise, it's not easy, but it's necessary in 2024. Let's be honest, the powers that be, they do want some sort of social media presence from the artists that they book. But I am here to challenge you today on the argument that it is a numbers game. You don't necessarily have to have hundreds of thousands of followers on social media to have a strong presence. You just need to have a polished brand. Polished brands get noticed. I use the example of me getting that EDC gig, interviewing artists uh, at EDC Orlando all the time. Shit, I think I had 2,500 followers when I got that gig. At this very moment, I've barely broken 5,000, but I've done it almost completely organically. I've spent very little on ads and I've built an audience that loves what I do. The sign of a strong brand is not the quantity, it's the quality. And Insomniac recognized that and that's why they booked me, little old me with 2,500 followers. So what's at stake here if you don't have a personal brand, if you just can continue to you know, fly by the seat of your pants? Untapped opportunities to be honest with you, you're never going to regret working on your brand, but you're definitely going to regret not taking a chance. Time is never wasted when you build something for yourself. Even if you decide you want to do something completely different, even if your path shifts dramatically, the investment you make in yourself is invaluable and will always yield positive returns. Um, Also, I want to acknowledge that putting yourself out there can be really scary. And, you know, it's worse when you give it a shot, you put yourself out there and then like nobody responds. That's by the way, that's not because nobody likes your content. It's because the algorithm simply isn't showing your content to people. You know, I, it still happens to me. I'll work on like this really cool piece of content. I think it's a unique idea. I put a lot of time into it and then it flops and it's like straight shot to the ego. It hurts. Um, just know that no ultra successful or creative famous person got to where they are today by being shy and subdued and by letting those setbacks, you know, affect their ability to move forward. You have to be a little cringy if you want to be successful. You have to be okay with putting yourself out there and you need to be consistent. You need to embody this idea that you're already like famous, embody that energy and it will come true. Your thoughts become your reality. And I do promise you that people care about the content you put out. Um, You're going to find your people who resonate with your brand simply by being yourself. Okay, so branding yourself is overwhelming. We know this. You don't know where to start. Well, I am going to walk you through some exercises that is going to solve a lot of your problems today. But before we get into it, I want you to pay attention because I'm going to say some things in these exercises that sound conflicting. So keep this in mind before we start. 
You need to create a brand that centers around what you like as a person and as an artist, not what anyone else likes. Just like you make art and music that you like, your brand also has to reflect that. Trends are fleeting and some people are good at them because they're dialed into that sort of thing. And that doesn't make them better than you that they can think of like a funny trend every time a new cap cut template drops. Um, you know, I, I think I'm funny as fuck. And every time I see one of those trends, like my brain goes blank. I have no idea how to use it. Some people are just wired differently. So forget trends. Trends are not part of this conversation today. Drop that word from your vocabulary. So um, I'm going to take you through a condensed version of what I do with a lot of my clients. If you don't know, I have a branding consulting business. So this is something where you're going to want to take notes. I say that a lot in episodes, but this is an actual exercise we can walk through together. So save this, iterate on it, come back to it. I've done this exercise for my own personal brand many times, um, and it's evolved significantly as my business has grown and like my you know, just my creative process has changed. This may or may not be the case for you. You could be the same person today that you were five years ago and that you are five years from now, and that's fine. Uh, But that's why it's important to write it down so you have a place to to keep it safe and remember it. So we're going to go through this branding exercise together, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the platforms you should be on um, and all those other questions I get all the time. So doing this exercise first, before any of that, before the what time should I post and how often and blah, blah, blah. This is going to help you understand where and how you need to show up. And before we dive in again, I'm, I'm going to say this. We're going to talk about how you serve your audience in this exercise. Do not let that lead you astray from our golden rule that you create an art or you, you create art and you create a brand because it is true to you. Got it? Okay, good. Okay, let's get started. This is a four-part framework that I'm gonna walk you through to help you create your brand identity. Now, again, this should be a living document uh, that should you know, be updated and evolve as your brand evolves, as you evolve as an artist. Now, the first step can be the easiest or hardest, depending if you've done this before, and it is simply writing down your goals. Now, in your notebook or Google Doc, whatever you use, I want you to write a space for your one-year goals, your three-year goals, and your five-year goals. You should have like five goals in the one and three-year categories, and then like maybe two to three in the in the five-year category. Now, if you haven't heard this acronym before, SMART goals, they should all be SMART goals. That is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Being vague in this exercise will not serve you well. Um, And the reason I have you write down your goals is because everything you go on to create social media content, whatever you decide to do with your personal brand, they all need to align with those goals. Because if you're doing something random over here and it's like not on your goal list, like why are you really doing it? You know, it's easy to get led astray, especially when your brand starts to pick up steam and more people are interested in working with you. You need to have that narrow focus on what you set out for yourself. Um, so for example, one of your one-year goals could be to play at a specific venue or a festival. So when you're crafting your personal brand and content, you're thinking about how to best showcase it to the right people at those venues or that festival that could potentially book you. Another example, you really want to release a track on your dream label and, uh, figuring out how your sign, how your sound is in alignment with that label and showcasing it in your personal brand all tie back to that goal. 
Now, if you don't know what your goals are, you don't know who you are. So take some time with these and really, really make sure it is what you want. Now that your goals are written down, the next piece of this puzzle is your audience. Now, if you don't have an existing audience yet because you are new to DJing or producing or your craft, or you really haven't tried to have a social media presence, then you want to think about your ideal audience. What are the types of people that you want to attract? Uh, So think about what types of people resonate with your music or your art the most. And there could be more than one type, but for this exercise, it's kind of just best to start with one persona and then you can build from there. So in your journal or your your document, write out the following. You're going to write person one, okay? And you're going to write out their occupation. What do you think their relationship status is? Is it mostly single people or is it mostly, you know, old married people who like what you do? Um... Where do they live? Is it major metropolitan areas? Is it just the West Coast? Is it just Miami? Uh, What's their personality like? And what are some of their frustrations? So really quickly, you may be wondering at this point, why the fuck does this matter? Why, what do I care if like my audience is made up of like mechanics or people who sit at a desk all day? And I'll tell you why. Because they respond to different messaging. They have different internet habits and they have different problems, and you're gonna learn how to speak to all of those points. Um, You also may be wondering, how the fuck do I figure out this information? And the answer is simple, you gotta do some good old-fashioned research. You gotta dig through your Instagram, you gotta dig through your SoundCloud, take a look at the people who are responding to your content, who like your music, and you're just gonna kind of start to put the pieces of the puzzle together. You don't need to be completely accurate at first pass, but you'll start to learn just by doing some internet sleuthing. We've all done it before. Now you can use it, you know, for something beneficial rather than like stalking your ex. Okay, let's walk through like a completely made up example of a persona so you just you're you for sure know how how you're going to do this. So let's say pers- person 1 it's men between ages 27 and 40. So they're they're a little bit older. Uh, they're entrepreneurs or they're self-employed, they're in relationships, and they live on the West Coast, let's just say. Their personality is enterprising. They're resourceful. They're hardworking. They love to find like new stuff, especially music, that no one else has ever heard before. That brings them a lot of pride. They're frustrated by the lack of house music events in their city, and they want to find like cool underground events that they can find and bring their friends to so they can seem cool. So again, made-up persona, but you kind of you get where I'm going with this, hopefully. All of this information is incredibly valuable because it's data that you can use to help craft your brand. So um, a quick example, right, of a social media, like piece of social media content that could come out of this data. Um, so that that persona, they always, they, they want to find the newest thing so they can brag to their friends, right? So let's say you produce a banger and then you use that little bit of information to write a social media caption for when you share part of that track. And the caption is, your secret weapon next time you got aux. Simple, right? You're speaking to them. It's a subtle thing. By doing this exercise, you're learning how to speak your audience's language, which shouldn't be so hard, right? Because if you're creating art that you love, you're naturally attracting an audience that is just like you. This exercise just helps you keep that top of mind. Now that you have your audience in mind, we're going to talk about the next piece of the puzzle, which is 
what your audience wants and what problems they have. So thinking about these points will also really help you craft content that feels like you're having like that one-on-one conversation with them. It makes them feel really special. And that connection is what can turn a casual viewer slash listener into a raving fan. So let's think about all the possible things your audience could want. Is your audience made up of fellow producers who want Ableton or Logic tips? Is your audience mostly sober and they're looking for a place to you know, safely sober rave without being judged? Do you have early adopters in your audience who are always eager to grab new music, whether it's like by pre-saving or by joining private communities uh, that gives them early access? Think about all those things that your audience could possibly want and of course write them down. And every time you're stumped on what type of content to make, you get to refer back to this list. Now on the opposite end of their desires is their problems. Everyone's got problems. Me, I have tons of problems. We all have problems. Now there's lots of different types of problems. There's like your main external problems. There's your internal conflicts. And then there's those philosophical conflicts. And you can use all of these pain points to your advantage when crafting your personal brand. So let's start with the main problems. Main problems are like the root cause of everything and they have to be real and tangible. For like a plumber's audience, for example, leaky pipes are their customers' problem. For your audience, it could be a lack of DJs of the same cultural background that they'd like to support. Or it could be that they're having trouble learning how to produce because they have different learning abilities and maybe like you share that and you you have that in common with them. Then you have internal conflicts. So internal conflicts center around fears and insecurities. Maybe your audience is newly sober and they're afraid people will make fun of them or pressure them to drink. And maybe you're sober and you can be that beacon of support with your content. Figuring out your audience's internal conflicts can take some time, but if you dig deep into your own fears and insecurities, you're likely going to find the answer that you're looking for. Now, the last type of problem is philosophical. Philosophical problems refer to statements like things should be this way, or why is it so difficult to? So for your audience, for example, a philosophical problem could be Why is it so difficult to find artists that play all sorts of genres? Like I'm tired of hearing just tech house or there really ought to be more women DJs getting booked that I can look up to. Think about all the problems your audience can have and write those down in that same journal or Google doc. And again, you can use these problems to help craft your content by positioning yourself. Pay attention to what I'm about to say as the guide in your audience's journey. So we've been talking a lot about your audience and their problems and their desires. And you're probably thinking, wait, I thought this was about me. Like this is my personal brand. And you're right, it is. But this subtle shift I'm about to explain to you is what can take your brand from okay to really awesome. When you position yourself as the hero in your own brand, people tune out. Think about it. We all know that one person who is so full of themselves They portray themselves as this amazing person on social media, and we completely tune out anything they have to say or do. They could be amazing artists, but we want nothing to do with them because they're such douchebags. So many people who want to create a personal brand are really hoping to get their story out there. And unfortunately, unless people can see themselves in you, they're not going to be as interested in you as you may think. But when you stop playing the hero and you start playing the role as the guide in your audience's journey, you're going to begin to see a shift in how people respond to you online and in person. Think about it this way. 
a DJ, producer, any musician's job, right, is to guide the room into having an amazing night. As a producer DJ, you are already assuming the role as the vibe curator. People are relying on you for that. Now, you need to just take that energy into your personal brand. So how do you position yourself as the guide? There's two key ways here. It's by demonstrating empathy and authority. So let's talk empathy. Demonstrating empathy means you convey to your audience you understand their struggles and what they're going through. Statements like, I know how hard it is to try to learn to produce when you're working two jobs. Here's how I fit in a little bit of time on Ableton in between work. Or I know how it feels to submit tracks to dozens of labels and not hear back. It can be so discouraging. Here's how I've navigated these challenges. When you're demonstrating empathy, yes, you're talking about yourself, but it is a bid for connection for other people just like you. Now on authority, authority is what makes people trust you. So how can you demonstrate authority to your audience, especially if you're newer and don't have a ton of gigs or shows or whatever under your belt? Well, there's a lot of ways to showcase your knowledge from sharing inner workings of your production process to tips on how you quit drinking or smoking. If that's part of your brand, whatever it may be, this is your opportunity to show a little bit of pride in what you've accomplished as long as it's balanced with that other stuff. And as you grow in your artistry, you're going to have more great news to share from gigs to getting tracks signed. If you teach production, the success of your students and so on. Now, again, this is a very stripped down process of a much larger exercise I go through with my clients, but it is a great starting point for newer artists or people have kind of just been piecemealing their brand together um, and they're not really sure how to put pull all the elements together, this is a really great exercise for that. So I suggest re-watching or re-listening to all the parts, starting with the goals up until now, and then going over your list and making sure you have a good grasp on who your audience is and how you can be their guide. So what do you do with all this information that you just wrote down? Great question. If you have a website other than social media, that's a whole separate conversation. Um, feel free to DM me. We can chat about that. But to start, this information will help you create a content calendar for your social media. So, so many times I hear from people, I don't know what to post. I don't have any gigs coming up, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's your solution. So all of this data you just collected is going to help show your value to your audience when you're not providing value by playing gigs in person. So quickly, before we talk about the content calendar, we have to talk about what platforms you should be on. That's a question I get all the time. And a lot of people incorrectly believe like you need to be on every single platform and it's just not true. You need to be where your audience is and you need to be on a platform that is the path of least resistance to you. So like the one that doesn't make you want to cry every time you open it. Now, we know people who like electronic music are on Twitter and they're on Instagram. There's a fair amount of bass heads on TikTok, I've noticed anecdotally. Um, and then you have a lot of different Reddit communities for production and discourse about electronic music as general in general. And then, you know, there's Discord, private communities, Twitch, and so on. Pick one or two, max. End of story. I don't care if you're good at three or four platforms. Unless you're in the position to hire someone to help you, you're going to spread yourself too thin if you try to be everywhere all at once. So pick one or two platforms, get really good at it, get in a flow, and then you can add another one later. Like I'm talking six to 12 to 18 months later, once you've got that down, you know, you're not going to miss out on gaining some huge audience because you didn't have like a, tr like you didn't participate in a trend on TikTok, even though you had a really good idea. 
because you were spending time building your Instagram. You have to stop thinking that way and just laser focus on one thing at a time. Don't get distracted. Okay. Back to the content calendar. There's, there's a lot of different ways you can do this. Um, but the next thing you need to do after you commit to a platform is committing to a posting frequency. So how often can you post each week realistically? Could be once a week, twice, three times. I would not say every day. Don't hold yourself to that standard. Also, nobody wants to consume that much content from you. Um, three times a week, I, I think, is a, is a good goal for a starting point. Also, can you batch create content and schedule it and share it later? That's also super important. I recommend doing that if that's possible for you. Okay, here is a sample content calendar based on a posting frequency of three times a week on Instagram and Twitter. Um, let's say you create a post appealing to your audience's problems on Monday and Mondays and Wednesdays. And of course, you're going to position yourself as a guide in solving those problems. So don't just throw their problems out there and not give them a solution. So for example, if you've recently figured out how to work around like an annoying glitch on logic, uh, make a video showing your process. I guarantee someone in your audience will find that valuable. That's how you demonstrate authority. Then on Fridays, you could switch it up for more upbeat vibes and speak to your audience's desires. Content like, this is the perfect playlist to start your weekend, or this track helped me get through a tough workout. Whatever it is, you're still providing value and you are guiding your audience to things they want to learn, hear, and consume. Now, I don't want to get into the weeds with posting on social media. Um, you know, if you should use hashtags and like the times you should be posting and running ads and all of that, because you really need to nail down what your personal brand is before you even develop a real social media strategy. It doesn't need to happen all at once. Like this is supposed to happen in phases. You're right on time. You don't need to worry about being behind. Um, and you need to, you know, hold back that desire for instant gratification and not let the time that this takes discourage you from pushing forward. So if you have any questions about the branding process I've mentioned here today, please always feel free to DM me on Instagram. I love helping people out with this. And if you do want an episode about social media strategy, I will begrudgingly make it. I don't love um, talking about social media strategy, but I'll do it. I'm happy to open that can of worms if it's something that you really enjoy. Finally, I'm going to have some bonus content for you on social media regarding the visual aspects of your branding. I'm not a graphic designer, so I had to chat with my very good friend, Blair. She is a DJ herself and the creative force behind the amazing brand house calls in Chicago. She designed this logo. She's prolific. She's incredible. So be sure and look out for that bonus content on social media. I think you will find that very helpful. And of course, if you guys like this episode, the best way to support me is to share it. That's it. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time.